Nah, I like the comic. Calvin and Hobbes and Shaw. <laughs> I felt a Calvin coming on. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. No, you didn't. No. I did. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> this is not based on a comic strip. This is based on something written on a strip club napkin. Uh, this <laughs> Welcome to Screen <laughs> Fix, the show where we will be fixing a recent film. I am JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show. Lady Wan, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. And with us again, James from Pop Cult Net. Say hi to everybody, James. What's up, people? How we doing? There he is. He's cooler than we are. That's why <laughs> we like to have him here. Okay. <laughs> this movie... A spinoff that only The Rock wanted. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> uh, we'll get into that later. Anyway, let's just go ahead and jump into this trailer. In case you haven't noticed, I mean, it's hard to notice, but this week we will be fixing Dwayne The Rock Johnson and bald English guy. Jason Statham. <laughs> How do you not remember his name? I do. I do. I don't know what's wrong with me. This has happened to you before. Uh, Statham. Jason Statham in the Fast and Furious spinoff Hobbs and Shaw. 20 minute trailer. <laughs> Luke Hobbs and Decker Shaw. We've got unfinished business. Shaw's sister took something from me. A virus that could wipe out half the population, and I want it back. You want to tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister. Family business. When it's the fate of the world, it becomes my business. This whole thing sounds really dodgy. Look after your sister. Listen, I'll handle it. The only way we survive is working together like a team. Let's do this. Buckle up, fat boy. On my three. One. Ah! Woo! Hey, see the look on his face? You have no idea how long I've been waiting to do that. Yeah, it's one time. The music's already started. Let's see if we can get him sick. So you guys are being hunted by an army of mercenaries led by a genetically enhanced soldier. Look at me. Black Superman. You're crazy. Damn. He really is Black Superman. Cause it's war time! We're going for a ride! Tell me this is not happening. <laughs> I love when he says that shit. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, so Hobbs and Shaw is the spin-off film of the Fast and Furious franchise. It is Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, mm -hmm. even though I can't really see a connection at all between the movies, <laughs> except the fact that the characters are named Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. Uh, anyway... <laughs> So this film, 
if you're going to count all of them, this would be the ninth, ninth. film oh. in this franchise. There are eight Fast and Furious movies of various names <laughs> and titles. Only there is no consistency, <laughs> but there is no consistency. No, uh, to these names Fast like and the Furious, Furious, <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious, yep. Fast Five, f- The Fate of the Furious. I, I, Fast I don't and know. Furious like, Six, <laughs> Furious Seven. They weren't yes. fast in that movie. I don't know. They were only furious. <laughs> <laughs> they were only, <laughs> They were slow, actually, in that one. <laughs> they were normal speed. They were driving Priuses and Toyota Camrys. <laughs> they weren't that fast. Okay. <laughs> so this movie, the ninth movie, not without its share of controversy. And we love talking about the controversies here at Screen Fix. Spill the tea. <laughs> Spill. We are going to spill the tea. (laughs) We can't talk about this film without talking about the feuding Mm -hmm. that originally began between The Rock and Vin Diesel. (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson will not be in Fast and Furious 9. He is officially separated into this spinoff. But uh, things began with a post from Dwayne about wrapping up shooting a Fast 8 where he praised his female co-stars but called some of his male co-stars essentially unprofessional and candy asses. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because Tyrese Gibson came out and he was like, not me, which is funny (laughs) because now his feud seems to be with Tyrese Gibson, but we'll get to that later. This feud is almost too absurd to cover because it seems like when someone starts backing away from it, Another one does a passive aggressive jab, and another one does a passive aggressive jab. Mm-hmm. It's really ridiculous. So anyway, Vin Diesel and The Rock had a meeting to try to end this this beef, or at least uh, tenderize the beef. Beefcake. But it <laughs> was also a lot of beefcake. <laughs> they try to take a bite out of the beefcake, but it didn't really go over well. Apparently, the problem is The Rock has a problem with. Not Vin Diesel the star, but Vin Diesel the producer. A lot of Vin Diesel's decisions on set made Dwayne Johnson angry. And then Vin comes out. He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna preemptively jump on this. He's like, The Rock was late all the time. Ooh, tattle. <laughs> and then some crew members from uh, Fast 8 were like, Hey, man, Vin was critical of other actors, and he would also move around call times. So, of course, The Rock's late. You're moving around times. Ooh, messy. Right. Then Vin comes out and he says, Vin Diesel's fans are the ones that gave Dwayne Johnson the role of Hobbs, which was originally written for Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, shit. Yes. Shocker. (laughs) I want a search of every farmhouse, hen house, tiny home. I don't know. (laughs) But apparently Vin's fans are the ones that said, no, Dwayne. Dwayne needs this. Vin was like, we're actually close friends, and this has all been blowing out of proportion. And that at his house, he's Uncle Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And then it looked like everything backed off. And then Vin goes out and claims that he was the first multicultural megastar in Hollywood, and essentially that he paved the way for people like The Rock. Mm. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that Vin Diesel has quite an inflated view of himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, Riddick was good, but not that good, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, let's start a feud with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, your next movie is called Bitch Dark. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so this movie is starring Dwayne Johnson from everything. Jumanji, <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle, Rampage, Skyscraper, all of which are in the Screen Fix catalog. Check them out. <laughs> Jason Statham from The Meg in the Screen Fix catalog. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa Kirby from Mission Impossible Fallout in the Screen Fix catalog. Yeah. <laughs> also starring Idris Elba, who I don't think is in the Screen Fix catalog. He's about to be. We did not do The Gunslinger. We, we didn't. No. Or The Dark Castle. Dark, Dark Tower. Tower. Dark Tower. We did not do Dark Tower. Also starring Ryan Reynolds. A great cameo by Kevin Hart. Who the fuck else is in this movie? Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah. And Cliff Curtis from Fear the Walking Dead. When I saw him, I was like, man, that guy can be cast as any race. I thought he was like Middle Eastern or something. Guess what? He's actually ethnically Maori. It fits. Yay. I didn't know. I was <laughs> I, like, wow. I didn't know him. Also starring The Rock's cousin, Randy Rampage Pebble. or some stupid shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Roman, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. And here comes the big dog. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Roman Reigns. That's a lot cooler name than Pebble. Yes. This was directed by David Leitch, who is one of the co-directors of John Wick and also directed Deadpool 2. So action pedigree is there. It's got some great cameos, great actors, actresses, all that kind of stuff. Fast and Furious franchise, what is your relationship with it? Do you love it? Were you there at the beginning of it? How do you feel about the Fast and Furious franchise? Lady Wonka. I don't have any feelings about it. I didn't see them when they were coming out because I thought it would be like a thing that would go away. And then it has persisted for like my entire adult life. And I feel like it's too late to start now. But yeah, I don't know. I know of them. I live in the world. I get it. I get it. James from PopcultNet, what is your experience with... <laughs> The Fast and the Furious franchise, do you have feelings about it? Does it touch you in your exhaust pipe? What What do you think? Uh, it used to, but uh, <laughs> not sure in the exhaust pipe, but <laughs> <laughs> it was near and dear to my heart when it first came out. Uh, really? Back then, you know, souped up cars was like the thing, you know, it probably is still the thing, but not as mainstream as it used to be. Uh, I was always infatuated with car races and stuff. I remember playing video games like midnight club need for speed and then when this dropped i'm like oh shit like this is this is intriguing and progressively you know the movies went on started straying away from cars <laughs> uh <laughs> started relying more more on the uh action hero and that's when i started to slowly check out but based off this trailer i'm like oh shit like this looks pretty fire so i was like i'll, I'll definitely check it out and uh, i guess we'll get to our thoughts about the film later but i visit from time to time but I'm a fan of the old versus the new. So you were more of a fan when it was a Point Break remake. Oh, yeah. You're trying to tell me the FBI is going to pay me to learn to surf. 
and now it's basically Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, it went from like Point Break with cars to like heisty to mm. this. I'm not sure. <laughs> How do you feel about these movies, JC? I've seen two of them, probably. It's and I know that's terrible, especially since I'm gonna fix this one. I know they make billions of dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. As soon as I see a movie that's about cars, I'm checked out. My current car is making a noise that sounds like this. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure needs air in the back tire and I'm pretty sure I'm three years overdue for an oil change. I'm not a car person. So when I see Donate a car, to the Patreon, guys. When I <laughs> <laughs> help JC get a new car because his car is from 2004. So yeah, when I see a movie about cars, it does not intrigue me at all. So actually, I did see Fast and Furious, the, the very first one. And then I did not see another one until Fast Five, the first one that had Dwayne Johnson. So the one that like became heisty was when I became more interested in the franchise, actually. Yeah, and uh, you know that's about it. It, uh, I mean, these movies are just absurd yep. action movies, and I watch it for the absurd action. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like any character. Like, I don't watch these movies for the characters, which I think is very funny, considering that they're like family, family, family. I got family, 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 family. Your family. <laughs> I don't give a shit who's in these. You could replace all of you with seven new actors and i'd still go see this stupid shit like i'd still go see the action you know what i mean like i don't care about tyrese gibson and chris bridges and michelle rodriguez and and i really don't care about vin diesel the only reason i know that the characters in this movie are hobbs and shaw is because that's the title i can't tell you any of the fast and furious character names like who is vin diesel what's his name toretto it's vin diesel (laughs) you know because that's his only character like as far as i'm concerned he was in saving private ryan and this whoa don't speak ill of the triple x franchise (laughs) and let's not forget knock around guys that's a modern classic That's a movie? (laughs) It was like a a who's who of like just up and coming shitty (laughs) 2001 actors. It was awful. Never heard it in my life. All right. So Fast and Furious franchise. When you went to see this movie, what was your theater going experience, Lady Wand? How was it? Was everybody into it? Were they getting to their seats fast? And were they eating their popcorn furious? What was happening? (laughs) It was a pretty packed theater. It was a Sunday afternoon. It was pretty full. People were paying attention, probably. I drifted off a few times. This is becoming a problem for me. <laughs> you Tokyo drifted? <laughs> I did. But um, yeah, people hung out even through like the post credit scene. People were there. Other people seemed to enjoy it more than I did. All right. James, how was your theater going experience for this one? It wasn't a packed house. Uh, I think I went on a Sunday night. So it was a late showing, 10 o'clock. Wasn't a ton of people there. It's past my bedtime. Very quiet. And I will say this. During the third act, five couples just walked out because they thought the movie was (laughs) over. But the third set piece was just beginning. And oh, yeah. man. At least I think that's why they left. I thought they left because they thought the movie was over. But maybe they just said, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> maybe they were just like, I've done enough globe trotting with Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I saw it with uh, Red Bob, friend Aww. of the show, Red Bob. Hey, Red Bob. Always in our hearts, Red Bob, the guy that... <laughs> 
has every movie in his collection. If you want to see a classic, we go to Red Bob. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he's red in color. It's a playoff red box. Uh, <laughs> I mean... It, it makes sense. Right. I'm not saying he's like a weird red slimy i I don't know like i don't know what you picture when you hear red bob but anyway but he's a very healthy young man uh some might even find him handsome anyway (laughs) (laughs) all right so i saw the movie with red bob unremarkable i mean the action's great but i feel like this kind of action since you know a lot of it is not practical Mm -hmm. i feel like all action movies these days are starting to blend together it's not so much of a spectacle that i need to see anymore i think that's why i appreciate the mission impossible movie so much as i know tom cruise is doing that shit and it adds an extra level to going to see it like it it, there's an extra level of craft to it Mm -hmm. anyway i thought it was uh fine you guys seem to think it was fine it was big and dumb and loud what did everybody else think about it why don't you give us lady one lady one's fresh hot stats So this movie came out August 2nd, and it opened at number one in the box office, and it made $60 million in the U.S. Okay, and where is that in regards to Fast and Furious films? That is sixth for opening weekend. Sixth? Sixth, yeah. Ooh, and I bet it's not a lot compared to the last couple that made a billion or so dollars. No, those are all much higher. In fact... I know that Tyrese Gibson, after the opening weekend, said, and this is where some of this feud is still going on, (laughs) he said, quote, he tried, talking about The Rock, (laughs) who he blames for all of this, quote, he tried, breaking up the family clearly doesn't have the value that one would assume it does. 180 million opening on Hobbs and Shaw is not a win. Boom. Tyrese is salty. Tyrese is salty because he's got a lot of legal fees. <laughs> he does. See, uh, this is the thing about Tyrese. He's got he's kind of broke and he's got all these like legal fees. So he's all about this one franchise that he has and he was very angry that The Rock tried to spin off and do something else. In fact, he's really mad because the screenwriter of Fast and Furious movies, more uh Chris Morgan, he went to go work on Hobbs and Shaw, so he wasn't available for Furious 9. So if Furious 9 was delayed so that Hobbs and Shaw could shoot. So Tyrese is pissed off. He called The Rock a clown. He implied that The Rock uses steroids. Like That's probably true, though. <laughs> he hates The Rock for this, and he is glad that it did not have like the biggest opening for Fast and Furious movies. He's glad that it's not a huge mega hit yet. Petty. He's glad. Petty. Yeah. Petty mother. Um, <laughs> I need to be less cussy on this. <laughs> Yeah, so, your dad can call you potty mouth, not me. So my father does call Lady One potty mouth when he calls me to talk to me about the show. He apparently has not listened to the episode where I do an impression of Owen Wilson having anal sex with Jackie Chan, which is probably a good thing for my inheritance. Okay, so people kind of threw their money down on it. It, it wasn't the biggest one in the franchise. This movie was had like a $200 price tag on it. Yeah, so $200 million it production. It really budget. needs to make money. It's probably going to make that in China yep. where Fast and Furious is huge. Mm-hmm. How about the tomatoes, Lady One? Do people like it? So this movie is fifth in the Fast and Furious series. Ooh. Yeah. That's not saying a lot. No, it is 66% fresh. Wow. The, the top movie in the series is Furious 7, which is 81% fresh. Whoa. So that's like the ceiling that we're working with here. 87. Oh, well, that's, 81. that's high. 81. 81. Okay. 
right. not that great. Then we've got Fast Five at 77%, Fast and Furious 6 at 70%, Fate of the Furious at 67%, and then Hobbs and Shaw at 66 Notice that those high ratings are after the franchise turned to heist stuff. Yeah, mm. when it just went off the rails. <laughs> It's fifth. That is not saying a lot. This franchise is not great. So <laughs> not known for that quality. doesn't say a lot for this movie. Yeah. This movie was especially corny, mm-hmm. but like corny, like high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> that high octane corn, <laughs> that corn that'll give you jitters. All right. So you can get diabetes. <laughs> that is this. That is Hobbs and Shaw. So corny. This movie. I rolled my eyes and giggled so many times. But anyway. Before we fix the movie, let me go ahead and give you a quick plot summary from our friends at Movie Pooper. They make the plot summary quick and dirty. They wipe away the excess. Movie Pooper, visit them for quick and dirty summaries. Here we go. Hobbs and Shaw, a super enhanced terrorist named Brixton Lore, is in pursuit of a deadly virus called the Snowflake. Already these sentences are so stupid. which can wipe out all humanity. It was created by Etion, the same terrorist organization that gave him his powers. And the virus is taken by MI6 agent Hattie Shaw. Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw are forced to work together and team up with Shaw's sister Hattie to bring the villain down. They travel to Moscow to extract the virus from Hattie, who is carrying it to prevent it from falling into Etion's hands. They fight Brixton and his goons and destroy the facility. But the extraction device is busted. The three then go to Hobbs' old home in Samoa, where he reunites with his family. They help him prepare for Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> Teddy Brixton's, not none of those, for Brixton's arrival, and they help fight the villains without the use of weapons. That's not true. They have just clubs and shit. Those without the use weapons. of modern weapons. Okay. Let's just say that. Come on, Pooper. <laughs> Come on, Pooper. Do you wipe your ass without the help of paper? You do. <laughs> <laughs> Brixton attempts to take Hattie with him, but Hobbs and Shaw, plus the other Hobbs men, Hobbs brothers and stuff, all manage to bring Brixton's helicopter down. The two rivals work together to overpower Brixton, which leads to Etion's leader to deprogram Brixton's enhancements, sending him falling off a cliff into the ocean. Tragic. After parting ways, Deckard and Hattie go break their mother out of prison while Hobbs decides to bring his daughter Sam to Samoa to be with her family. The end. Aww. Hobbs and Shaw. It's about family. Of course it is. It's about family. (laughs) No one got me a present for my birthday. Well, that's hurtful. Now, we're going to fix this movie. But before we start fixing a movie, a lot of people work on a movie. These big budget movies have a lot of people working behind the scenes. We need to give them their due. What is something you liked about this movie? Lady Wan, go. Ryan Reynolds. Out of this whole movie, <laughs> yeah. you liked the five minutes of Ryan Reynolds. Yep. <laughs> that was my favorite part. That was a good surprise, though. Uh, he's so charming. Yeah. And he's so mad at Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He mentions Game of Thrones to the daughter. Yeah, and then he rages at the diner. in the mid credit scene. At the, he's still he's talking so about Game of Thrones. But didn't that joke feel kind of dated, though? Like, Thrones ended, like, months ago. Well, it's definitely going to date the film when people see it. Wait, what is Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be like watching a movie from like 1996 and hearing somebody be like i hated the finale of seinfeld that's fair yeah james from pop cult net have i used 
<laughs> Keep doing it. It's at least three before people remember. Okay, true. <laughs> what did you like about Hobbs and Shaw? At the end of the day, uh, if you take the movie for what it's worth, it's a popcorn movie, summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. If you just sit back and enjoy that aspect of it, it was a really fun movie. And it took me back to my childhood with the big... You know, steroid-using mm. superheroes like Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, yeah. Ed That's true. I haven't really thought yeah. about that. That's good. Then great. Bruce yeah. Willis in some kind of way, I guess he's because he's white and bald, reminds me of Jason Statham. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, is this just like Tango and Cash, but updated? You know, Potato Head, you just fell for the oldest routine in the book. Bad cop? Worst cop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sleep with my sister? Oh, I don't believe you. Kinda. Right? Yeah, this is Tango and Cash. This is not as good as Tango and Cash. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, this is a great throwback to just like roided out meatheads mm-hmm. yeah. saving the world. Like a plot that's <laughs> easy to people. follow. You know what's going on. So many plot holes. But you don't care, you know? You just want to see a couple of action set pieces, some over-the-top stunts, and... This movie did do that. You just want to see roided out dudes be able to dodge 60 bullets somehow. <laughs> or take a punch from and... a cyberly genetic soldier and yes. get right back up. I'm like, yeah. what? And get right back <laughs> up. What? <Yes. laughs> what did you like about this movie, JC? I liked every moment that was not an action piece. I really liked the, the airplane scene. That was funny. Where, yeah, it was the funniest scene in the movie. It was I really liked the the wordplay, which was corny as hell, by the way, and not <laughs> all of what they said landed for me, <laughs> but some of the things did. And the scene on the airplane where he's telling The Rock he better not be going after his sister, and The Rock saying, look, if your sister's going after me, I'm not going to stop her. <laughs> not in those terms, but in really <laughs> funny terms. Like weird one. It was very funny. Uh, I'm going to add a little bonus thing I liked. A bonus? Kevin Hart. Oh, did you have to say it was a little thing you liked? I wanted Kevin Hart to be in the rest of the movie. I was like, oh my God, the surprise of this is it's Hobbs and Shaw and Dinkley. I would have loved it. It was so funny how he popped up. Kevin Hart's kind of like... (laughs) Kevin Hart's kind of like that best friend. Like when you get a new best friend, he's like, hey, don't forget about me. <laughs> I'm still here. Totally. He's still trying to like like prove his worth to the friend group. Yeah. Are you just hanging out with me because I have a boat? <laughs> yeah, he was like that friend. Uh, anyway, which essentially they did hang out with him because he had access to <laughs> vehicles. He's like, yeah, if you ever so need me, uh, he, you know. He is like the friend with the boat. Totally. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I liked him very much. Anyway, let's stop talking about this bullshit. We are here to fix this movie. What do you say we do that? What do you say, everybody? Let's do it. Yeah. Well, all right. Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, <clears throat> so. <laughs> I wanted to see where that song was going. Knobs and slob. <laughs> Slobs and knobs. <laughs> Nasty. Sl- the inevitable porno remake. Slobs and knobs. Um, it's definitely going to happen. I feel like oh, I already saw man. it. I feel like that was in my uncle's drawer. <laughs> All right. Lady One, you know your first. Why don't you give us your first fix? So my first fix has to do with the snowflake, which is the virus that they're after the whole movie. So they say that this virus melts your insides. (laughs) It's really silly. 
So other than the payoff in the mid credit scene, two and a half hours later, where they talk about the next virus melting your outsides, <laughs> there's no reason for that to be the virus. It's <laughs> stupid. It sounds made up. We never this see it virus actually... just melts people. That's the whole virus. Yeah, it melts your insides. How do you? I control... don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. That's what it does. So the virus is stupid. We never see it do what they say it does. And the scientist's whole reason behind it, where he's like, "Oh, I helped them make it, but I didn't know they were going to use it for bad." Like, what did you think the organ melting virus was going to be used for? It makes no sense. It's just a plot device. This virus is a MacGuffin. It is to cause a chase and to ca- cause a ticking clock. That's it. So it doesn't need to be a virus, and I don't want it to be. So I'm changing it. Mm-hmm. So instead of the snowflake being an inside-melting virus, I want it to be phase one in how they turned Brixton into a super soldier. It's like a Captain America-style serum that makes you... Stronger, faster. Stronger. Kanye. It's the Kanye virus. Oh my god. Let's hope it doesn't spread west. <laughs> so I want Hattie to be injecting herself with that first dose to keep it away from Brixton getting it and from Etion having access to make more super soldiers. And so she's on the run and the bad guys are still after her, except for now she's super. She can do all these ridiculous stunts that we're seeing Hobbs and Shaw do and she can have a reason for it instead of it just being just watch The Rock hold a helicopter by a chain and just assume that this is possible. Instead, we can make her so much more badass than she already gets to be. We still have the ticking clock because the bad guys are still after her. We can say that the she needs to either get phase two of the serum or she needs to get the antidote because it's going to react to her. Like she, There's still a problem with it. They're still chasing her. But instead, she gets to be a badass in the meantime instead of just holding a virus inside her body. So like the doctor's like, the virus must be administered in three stages. Yes. Perfect. All right. And she's like in stage one Mm -hmm. and she can't get stage two. Yes. Uh, And it's going to turn her into people stew. Yeah. We can still have the side effect of melting your insides. We can keep it. But if she gets level two, then she can hold the helicopter like, and then Mm -hmm. it... If it's a super Hattie Shaw holding the helicopter, that makes a hell of a lot more sense than the rock holding the fucking helicopter. Yeah, we're just supposed to believe the skin wouldn't be ripped off his hand and then his arm would fly <laughs> off his body. He's not literally rock. <laughs> no. Well, all right. James, I know you have a fix. Otherwise, what are you doing here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, my uh, my fix kills two birds with one stone. Ooh. Even though I wanted to love this movie so much, I really, really did. But this runtime is unnecessary. Like, it's way too freaking Ugh. long. And uh, my way to fix that, just like what Lady Wan involves the snowflake fires. And um, <laughs> I went back and tried to look for how long this virus uh, took to, I guess, melt her insides. And uh, we guesstimated 72 hours, which is three days. That's a long time. It felt like three days yeah. in the theater. So I figured out, or I figured that reducing that to 48 hours 
cuts the runtime a little bit with also giving them time for some huge set pieces. That's the first part of my fix. And the second piece to my fix that also includes a snowflake is I don't remember her showing any side effects from this snowflake melting her insides. Even though it's inside her body, she could have like had some cramps. Her like (laughs) that's just called PMS, IBS, something like. I mean, if you if your insides are melting, (laughs) you should show show some kind of side effects. So, uh, Vanessa Kirby was one of the my favorite parts about this movie. So this gives her a chance to, uh, you know, show her acting range with, you know, showing her some agonies, pain and agony and making it more realistic and also raising the stakes because I never felt like these guys were in danger at all because, like you said earlier, JC, (laughs) it felt like they're just in a studio on a green screen just fighting. It never really felt real. So this gives them a chance to raise the stakes. Right? She's dying. It never feels like she's dying. Makeup's always on fleek. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those cheekbones. Yeah. Well, all right. JC, what's your first fix for Hobbs and Shaw? Okay, my first fix has to do with the foundation <laughs> of what this movie is. And what is that? This is Hobbs and Shaw. Tell me about them. I want two distinct people, Hobbs and Shaw, because what I'm given is two alphas that are almost mirrors of each other. Except for that opening scene. I'm a nice cold can of whoop-ass. I'm a champagne, Bubba. One of them says they're whoop-ass, one says they're champagne. The rest of the movie, I really can't tell the difference. They're just two people kicking and punching and fighting, and I want them to be more distinct. I want this to be an odd couple. Ooh. Make Shaw more of a true Bond type with gadgets, refined sensibilities. And I want Hobbs more of a wrecking ball, Mm. bull in a china shop. And that drives Bond guy nuts, right? Because he is about stealth, playing it cool. Finesse. Blending in finesse, right? So I want this distinction to be very clear. Now, I want to go beyond this odd couple thing. I want it to be fish out of water. Make it so the first half of the movie is in the city, right? And Hobbes has to do things Shaw's way. Mm-hmm. Make him have to pretend to be a socialite at a gala dinner. Make him have to wear a stealthy outfit that he hates because it's too tight. <laughs> Make him have trouble using gadgets. Like he doesn't know how to use this stuff. Breaks him with his giant hands. Yeah, I just want comedy to come from forcing Hobbes to go into Shaw's world, right? And that's the first half of the movie. Second half of the movie, the script is flipped and Shaw now has to do things Hobbes' way. He's got to do them old school in Samoa, right? So now this refined, sophisticated guy has to wear a traditional EA uh, Lavalavas, that waist wrap that the Samoans wear. He also hates bugs and he hates dirt. He hates the the humidity. He just, <laughs> he hates all of it. And it, I think it makes them more of an odd couple than the film tries to do with just that opening scene. Because yeah. the rest of the movie is just two alphas that are quipping. 
Yep. Lady One, you said something to me that this movie was doubly corny because... Oh, yeah, because you've got your hero giving a cheesy tagline on the end of every scene, immediately followed by your other hero tagging it with another bad line. So there's twice as many corny lines, so it's twice <laughs> as noticeable that they're not very well written. No good, man. Super corn. Oh, man, this movie should have been called Cobbs and Shaw. Cobbs and Slaw. Cobbs and Slaw? <laughs> <laughs> Those are just sides. <laughs> well, all right. Lady One, I know you got another fix for me. I do. It's messy. Oh, God. Bring it. It's this Brixton guy, Idris Elba. I'm Black Superman. <laughs> He's so badass. He's so cool. But literally my problem with it is when Hattie says, who are you? And he just goes, bad guy. <laughs> that is his backstory. That is all his character motivation has. That's it. Just bad guy. And it it's like, it's cool the way he delivers the line, but you kind of want there to be more, right? It's Idris Elba. He can do it. Give him some motivation. Give me a reason why he's like totally after melting the insides of how many people in the world? Like he's he's so evil for no reason. Like that's it. He's just evolution. That's it. That's it. It's nonsense. So we know the backstory that the movie presents us with is that he framed Deckard. And so MI6 believed that Deckard killed his whole unit. Deckard had to go on the run. Deckard finds Brixton and thinks he's put a bullet in him to kill him. But Etienne like robots him or whatever. So he's all upgraded. Captain America's him. Yeah, basically. But I don't think that's messed up enough for this. So what I want to happen is that without Brixton knowing, while Brixton is just like a regular MI6 agent working for the queen, doing his job, Etion frames him for killing his unit. And so Deckard's got to go out and get this agent and he kills him. Well, he thinks he kills him just the same way he thought he killed him in what we have. And then Etion takes Brixton, Captain's, Captain America's him, like you said, turns him into this super cyborg guy. And they're like, that Deckard guy, he hates you. He killed you for no reason. Now go get him and make him join. Recruit him. What a mind fuck to do to Brixton. Like you get somebody else to kill him. And then you turn that person against him and then make him recruit him. Like this not only gives Brixton some motivation for hating Deckard through this whole movie, but it also gives us the opportunity at the end when Brixton goes into the water and he's decommissioned by Etion. This gives an opportunity for him to come back in another movie and for him to be redeemed. Because if Etion's been messing with him the whole time and framing him for murdering his unit, then he's not all bad. And then we can get him on the right side. The same way this series made Jason Statham eventually a good guy. We can do this. Where's justice for Han? Just <laughs> <Is> coming. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, all right. James from PopCultNet, do you have a, another fix for us? I sure do. Yes. My second fix involves the voice behind Etheon. Etheon? I can never say it right. But uh, this mysterious voice that everybody figured out who it is. <laughs> because yeah. it has his inflection. Yeah. Nobody I else mean, talks like that. We all know it's Ryan yeah. Reynolds, and it was confirmed yeah. by the uh, IMDb name under the voice actor, which was uh, Champ Nightingale, which some <laughs> genius tracked back to a gin review on Ryan Reynolds' gin company. And Ryan Reynolds confirmed that he goes by the name Champ Nightingale. <laughs> Is that how he checks into hotels? Gotta be. This fix circles around another rumor, which was that Keanu Reeves was allegedly supposed to be in this 
uh, movie because he has history with the mm-hmm. director David Letchin. Him from John Wick. John Wick and Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool 2. Yeah, so there's a story going around that David uh, Letchin yeah. was in contact. He was turning in all of his favors. Yeah, he was in contact with Keanu Reeves <laughs> during like writing a rough draft and still throughout shooting trying to figure out a good way to fit him into this film. But he felt like the movie was already saturated with the likes of Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He's like... I don't have a spot for you, but what better spot for Keanu Reeves to be in this movie than the voice behind Ethion? And it sets up the sequel to Hobbs and Shaw. And who wouldn't want to see a movie with all those characters? And you could also have Idris Eba come back. Because anytime you see a villain fall in water like that, they're most likely not dead. They're not dead. So imagine all these star-studded names in Hobbs and Shaw plus Keanu Reeves as the villain. Who wouldn't want to sign up to see that? And I see that, and we know that this movie is struggling in the box office. So this would be a great comeback story for Hobbs and Shaw. And also, I'm all in for uh, Keanu Reeves as a villain. And in this universe, there's no such thing as overkill. So let's do it. We need Hobbs and Shaw and Logan. And I'm Ted Theodore Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. JC, yeah. do you have another fix for Hobson Shaw? <laughs> yeah. My last one has to do with fixing the fact that Hobbs's bro, played by Cliff... Clavin. Cliff <laughs> <laughs> Clavin! I can, I, I can fix it. Uh, hey there, Sammy. Why don't you uh, give me a beer and I'll uh, take a look at it, right? Uh, you want to be where everybody knows your name. Cliff Curtis. Played by Cliff Curtis, can fix a sophisticated scientific piece of machinery mm-hmm. because he makes custom cars for rich people. <laughs> How do those two things correlate? I um, don't it was think they do. So ridiculous to me. So, you know, also, by the way, little digression here. His brothers are making custom cars for rich people around the world in Samoa, <laughs> in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Where are they getting their raw materials? This is a like, terrible business model. How much does it cost just to ship things there? Like, I, okay, anyway. So. This is what I propose. Okay. I liked the scientist guy, the one that they went all the way into that Russian facility to get. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted the scientist guy and they wanted the piece of machinery. I liked him. He was kind of fun and he used the blowtorch to 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 kill all those people and he was like, ah, and he was like, <laughs> he was having kind a good time. Crazy he was. He was loving it. I wanted him to come along for the adventure. So don't kill the scientist guy. It was a little weird when they just snapped his neck anyway. I was like, oh, scientist. <laughs> oh, scientist. I want them to bring him to the island. And instead of making the brothers capable of fixing a sophisticated piece of scientific equipment that extracts nano pills from the bloodstream no that's no they can't do that i'm sorry so these brothers if they make custom vehicles there have them be blowtorching and hammering together some battle vehicles and some battle weapons a la the A-Team. We go back and watch the 80s show A-Team. Every episode, they have to blowtorch and freaking weld a battle tank. And they have to, like, make explosives out of <laughs> lampshades. Like, whatever. Like, they just have to... They had to, like, fasten together some crazy stuff. Just have them A-Team it. 
Have them make some battle vehicles and weapons. Have them make bazookas that shoot coconuts. I, I don't know. Donkey Kong? And have them come at Etion and Brixton with some really creative, awesome battle weapons that are made from like indigenous you know, materials to the island. I think that's much more realistic than having Cliff Curtis's brother character fix the scientific machine and have the rest of them fight an army of Etion dudes... Mm-hmm. with clubs. Yeah. I would have liked them to use their skills as custom car builders to build some battle vehicles. Yeah, that's an appropriate use of the skills that we are presented with. Also, I want to see Mama fighting. I would love to see her punch some dudes. With that sandal. Pow, 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 pow. Well, all right. Uh, without further ado, I think we should consider this movie Screen Lady One, do you have a final thought? My final thought as it relates to Hobbs and Shaw is that once again, I got duped by a great trailer. However, I would still watch the hell out of that trailer if that was just like a TV show that was on. It was so funny, the timing that the trailer had, and then the movie was dragged out. I feel like this would actually be like a really great show to have like episodes and episodes of Hobbs and Shaw getting into trouble together. But you got to have better pacing. Yeah. Speed it up, man. Whoever cut that trailer should have cut this film. because. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It would have been like 90 minutes. <laughs> JC, you got any final thoughts? Uh, Yeah. I want to. My final thought is I want to comment on the ages of the stars mm. uh, of this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so. <laughs> We're to believe that Jason Statham, who is 52 years old, is the brother of Vanessa Kirby, who's 31. Mm, yeah. So how old are they supposed to be? Like, is is Statham <laughs> supposed to be in his early 30s or is Vanessa supposed to be in her, like, 40s? Where are we supposed to go with that? Are we supposed to make her older or make him younger? I mean, he's been in this mo- these movies for, like, 10 years. So he can't be like 30 because there was no way that dude was like 20 when he showed up on the scene. Yeah, I don't think time exists in this franchise anymore. No. <laughs> Especially how they just bounce from Russia to Samoa like in the blink of an eye. I know. Yeah. Like the countdown clock for this movie, like you would have to deal with that in layovers alone. Yeah. To get from California to London to Russia, then to Samoa. No way. That is for sure like four days of travel. Yeah, she wasn't sweating it at all. Like. On a commercial flight, you have a virus eating you from the inside. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not any worse than Delta's in-flight meals. <laughs> Are you speaking from personal experience, JC? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Vanessa Kirby also is romantically involved a bit with uh, Hobbs. And Dwayne Johnson's 47, mm. so 16 years older than her. Get him. <laughs> Who are we cheering for here? Kirby or or Dwayne? Who's getting the better end of this deal, Lady One? It's weird, fan. But also, like, she's as much of a romantic interest for The Rock as, like, any woman who's vaguely near him. Like, they never make him that much. He's, like, dad. Like, he's just, like, a nice guy. He's not... He's not... Mm-mm. So, should Vanessa Kirby, age 31, be trying to make out with dad? No. No, it's weird. <laughs> okay no i would love for there to be a reveal that she actually has like a super sexy boyfriend and they've like had this whole argument over like stay away from my sister and it's like no dude you're both old like 
That would have been really funny <laughs> if they did argue and then suddenly somebody like, how old is Jason Momoa? Oh, he. I think he's like 40 now. Yeah, he's 40. Yeah. Who's like a hot buff actor in their like early 30s? I feel like I should know this off the top of my head. <laughs> how old is Chris Hemsworth? He just turned 36 yesterday. Wow, you know exactly <laughs> how old he is. I Holy shit. <laughs> so like imagine if, if like they're fighting like, don't kiss my sister, don't blah, blah. And he's like, your sister wants it, she can get it. And then at the end, somebody hot, like 36-year-old Chris Hemsworth comes strolling up. In slow motion. Thank you, guys. Saving my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm going to make in some pretty dirty love with her now. Thank you. I'm going to go down under, that's for sure, tonight, because it's been a while. <laughs> no holds barred. You know what I mean, fellas. You were doing that back when you were young, right? Right? That's a bonus fix. <laughs> All right. So that was my one weird thing. All right. So let's go ahead and go into some listener mail. Our last episode was on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We've got some comments here. Lenny Benali says, It's a modern day masterpiece oh. in all the sloppy remakes and prequels. Superhero movies that take no longer than a year to make. It's good to see something original and organic and real. I think that's true. Like, even though I didn't think it was one of Tarantino's best films, mm. I thought it was still better and bolder than most of what's out there. It's better than Hobbs and Shaw. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Another comment. Christopher Mitchell says, I'm a fan of all his work. All his films are a tribute to something different. Mm. This was his tribute to Sharon. I would agree with it's that. It's true. Ah, yeah. I just wish his tribute to Sharon wasn't making me struggle to stay awake. Yeah, same. Story. I think he's really missing his longtime editor, Sally Menke. I do really think that. Jack Farrell says, It was awful. <laughs> A baffling narrative that is overstuffed, too slow, Ooh. and filled with too many characters and scenes that serve Hot no take. purpose. And I simply said, So, period, much, period, driving, period. So much driving. Which is Lady One's take. So Ugh. much driving. Those were just a few of the hot takes that we decided to read. Yeah. If you give a hot take, we will read it. You can reach us where Lady Juan send us home. You can send an email to the show by sending it to screenfixpot at gmail.com. You can get on that Facebook page we just talked about. Just search for Screen Fix Podcast. Or you can tweet us or follow us on Instagram at ScreenFixPod. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, Libsyn, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you're enjoying the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Do it. Give us five stars. We, we like, we'll be your best friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. You could say something like, the lady one is obviously my favorite. Gosh, I just want to know everything she thinks about everything. <laughs> For example. Yeah. I think that'd be a great review. Uh, if you leave that review, like DM us. <laughs> I've asked people straight to their faces what they think of the show, and not one person has ever said, boy, that JC <laughs> really makes that show. Oh, well, you can also leave that comment and then, you know, DM us if you do that too. We want to know. I want to know where JC Nation is. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag JC Nation. Leave some reviews for JC on here. Make my day. Make my day. Catch a booty on the Make floor my- tonight. <laughs> Vote JC. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> so terrible. We also have a Patreon account where you can donate to the show. We want to keep this going. JC needs an oil change. JC needs 
obviously needs a new car. <laughs> His car is slow and delirious. It wanders around. So after you rate and review, go ahead. If you want to, donate to the show. If you like it. We'll send you stuff. You can get exclusive content. Yeah. It'll make your earlobes vibrate and your eardrums uh, will feel pleasure. So orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> eargasm. It is an eargasm when you get the the, the bonus material mm-hmm. from Screen Fix. You know what? Also, while you're leaving us a review yeah. and a rating, why don't you go listen to Pop Cult Net? James, tell them why they should do that. Because you're the best. You should rate and review. Check out my <laughs> YouTube channel, all that good stuff, because you love pop culture. I mean, go ahead and join the yeah. cult. Sign up. Also, follow me on Twitter at Pop Cult Net mm-hmm. for updates on what I'm watching, what I'm doing. And my thoughts on recently released stuff. I feel like you're always watching a movie. Do you sleep? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I check Twitter, you're like, hashtag now watching. And I'm like, I already got one lined up for tonight. (laughs) All right. Let's leave them with I want to know whether you are a Hobbes person or a Shaw person. So I want you Mm. to either give me in your best rock voice, I'm an ice cold can of whoop ass, (laughs) or. I'm what you call a champagne problem if you're a Shaw person. What kind of person are you, Lady Wan? Go ahead. Ooh, I'm very curious. I mean, there has to be no doubt. (laughs) I'm what you call a champagne problem. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Wow, not bad. James, are you a uh, Hobbs or are you a Shaw? Let us know. Rinse suspense. It doesn't matter what you think because I'm going to come over there and turn my foot right upside your ass, your really poo candy ass. <laughs> I'm a Hobbs guy. Ooh, he is shaken. JC, are you okay? No, I obviously you saw me move back three yeah. feet. Um, no, I'm Team Hobbs. All right. Uh, I'm definitely, <clears throat> I'm an ice cold can of whoopers. <laughs> Oh, boy. We're a messy group. We are. Ben, we'll be back to be messy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that even means. We'll be back messing something else up next week. We will fix something else. I don't know what it is yet. Maybe a bunch of Disney shit. Maybe listener's choice. Maybe a Disney extravaganza. I have no idea. But you can be sure to look at your Apple Podcasts. Look at your other podcast apps. You will see it. We are Screen Fix. Bye, everybody. something <laughs> you know because that's that's his only character like as far as i'm concerned he was in saving private ryan and this whoa don't speak ill of the triple x franchise <laughs> <laughs>